Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. And today I want to talk about Shalom. What I'm going to share with you today is foundational, and for some of you, maybe even revelatory. It's definitely a paradigm shifter. At any rate, it was for me. I've wanted to share about this for a long time, but it's such a big subject, a complicated subject, that I didn't know if I could get it all explained in one podcast. On the other hand, the concept opened up to me fairly quickly after reading one of Gloria Copeland's comments on a verse in Isaiah. So I thought, what the heck? I'll just share along the lines she did, and maybe it'll change your life the way it's changed mine. Isaiah prophesied in chapter 53 about the Messiah's coming. In fact, Jesus requotes these very verses in Luke chapter 4, 18 and following, saying that they were written about him. So in Isaiah 54, 4 and 5, it reads, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Now, check out verse 5 where it says, The chastisement for our peace was upon him. In the Amplified Classic, it reads, The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. The AMP-C version, as you know, is a study Bible, meant to bring out the nuances of meaning that are found in the original languages. And here's why they translated this verse this way. Our English word peace is most often used to describe an emotional or spiritual state. But this is not the case in the ancient Hebrew language. The word for peace used in this verse, shalom, comes from the root word shalom, which means wholeness. And this meaning of wholeness carries over into the word shalom. For instance, in Genesis 43, 27-28, Joseph, still unrecognized by his brothers in Egypt, is asking about their health and his father's health. It reads like this. Then he asked them about their well-being, the word shalom is used here, and said, Is your father well? Also shalom. The old man whom you spoke of, is he still alive? And they answered, Your servant, our father, is in good health. Shalom is used here. He is still alive. So as you can see, the word shalom is translated into English as well-being in one place, well in another, and in good health in yet another. And that's because shalom means all those things, all at once. Hebrew words can be like that, very thick and rich in meaning. See, shalom is the word for peace. But to the ancient Hebrew mind, peace is primarily an external concept. That is, that everything is well with you. Everything is peaceful and blessed. So the word shalom primarily describes a circumstantial or situational peace, an external peace, and not the inner peace we generally think of when we read the word peace in English. And the bottom line here is this, that Jesus died not only for our forgiveness, etc., but also for our circumstantial peace, health, healing, and well-being. Now, you don't hear about this much because it's a Middle Eastern and not a Western concept. But the Bible is a Middle Eastern book, and it has to be read as such. 
In fact, this concept of outward peace and well-being is a big part of the Hebrew culture in general. Shalom is even used as a common greeting in the Hebrew language today. That's where you're wishing someone well, that everything in their life is peaceful and blessed. This is because outward peace has been a promised part of the covenant God originally made with Abraham for millennia. It was expounded upon and expanded in the law of Moses. And this promise is now a part of the new covenant. As Isaiah 53, 5, which we just read, declares, and as Isaiah also promised regarding the new covenant in Isaiah 54, 9 and 10, when he said, This is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed says the Lord who has mercy upon you. In fact, Paul, who was originally, as you know, Saul, the Pharisee, and a Hebrew law scholar, also used this greeting in his letters to the churches when he said things like grace and peace to you. In fact, a great amount of the times that you see the word peace in the New Testament or be made whole, they're talking about external peace. As when Jesus said to the storm, peace be still, and stopped it. Or when he said to his disciples, Peace I give to you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give you. Now, it's not always every time that the word peace in the New Testament is referring to outward peace, but quite often it is, and when it isn't, you can tell that by the context. Nevertheless, when you look at it closely, you can't help but come to this conclusion. Shalom, peace, it's part of what Jesus died to give us. Wholeness, peace, and well-being. In other words, right standing with God and all of its benefits. It's just part of the salvation package, which includes health, prosperity, protection, safety, and so forth. So, okay, I know this podcast so far has been kind of like a Hebrew word study, but let me drive this home. Get it down to where the rubber meets the road, right? We should use our faith for right standing with God. Of course, that's how we got saved. And we should use it for healing and abundance, since these are all things Jesus died to give us. But he also died to give us peace, well-being, freedom from troubles and problems, circumstantial peace and not just emotional peace, a blessed, smooth path and a smooth life. Jesus died to give us these things. He died to give us shalom and all that word means. And sure, receiving and walking in this all the time might seem a little idealistic. And it is, right? But so is walking in perfect holiness, too. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. So let's try. Let's reach for it. Let's believe and stand in faith for peace and well-being, the same way we believe for salvation or to walk in health or for our needs to be met according to his riches and glory. Let's believe the Prince of Peace for peace in our daily lives. So let's just look at our principal verse one more time to get it all in a nutshell. This is Isaiah 53.5 in the Amplified Classic Version. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Jesus said, Peace I give to you. What a gift. 
Let's receive it. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We work to take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, preaching, teaching, and training from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. Offerings can be made online at davidstearmanministries.org. Thanks so much. I hope you have the best day ever and up day all the way.